Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Peyton Doyle, host of the Peyton Doyle Show. Hope you're all having a fantastic day today. And today, I'll be talking to you guys about Joe Burrow and how Cincinnati maybe gets a little bit of a bad rap. I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and what not just Jordan Love, but the Packers' whole draft may mean for his future and what the Packers are doing to themselves as an organization, too. I'll also be talking about Baker Mayfield and quarterbacks that are on the hot seat this season. Quarterbacks that need to have a breakout year to keep their jobs secure going into next season. But first, I want to talk about the news coming out of New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints have signed quarterback and former number one overall pick, Jameis Winston, to a one-year deal worth up to $3.4 million in incentives. It has a base value of $1.1 million. I think that this was a ge- was a genius idea for Jameis Winston to try and resurrect his career. This will likely be Drew Brees' last season. It almost was his last season last year. I think he was telling guys at the Pro Bowl that he was retiring, but then cha- changed his mind. Jameis has a chance of backing up the one of the great quarterbacks of this era and, and learning from him, learning from his ways and his greatness. If Jameis Winston shows out in practice, I believe that the Saints should seriously consider him as potentially their quarterback of the future. I know that Taysom Hill seems so exciting. He's so different. But to seriously entertain Taysom Hill being a franchise quarterback seems outrageous to me. Taysom Hill has thrown 13 passes in his career. All in the regular season. He threw two in the postseason. I think he completed one. That was the one that was the one deep ball against Minnesota that everyone went wow to. But he completed six out of 13 in the regular season. That makes his com- career completion percentage 46.1%. He also hasn't thrown a touchdown, but he has thrown an interception. His career passer rating on those 13 passes is 46.6. To think that the Saints would seriously be considering Taysom Hill as a franchise quarterback is baffling to me. Especially in a league where guys like Cam Newton, who is a former MVP, can't find starting jobs. Andy Dalton won his division twice, made the playoffs five times, can't find starting jobs. Andy Dalton was 8-0 and at one point in his career. And he can't find a job. The quarterback talent in this league is continuously growing every single season, and it's becoming harder and harder to find a quarterback who can compete with Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, any of these guys. Every team is in a race, a constant battle to find a quarterback who can hang with those guys. Taysom Hill, he just can't hang with those guys. Jameis Winston has shown that his arm talent can hang with those guys. He led the league in passing last season and threw for over 30 touchdowns. Some of that could be credited to Bruce Arians' notorious high-powered offense, but Sean Payton's offense isn't too far behind. He's another great offensive coach. Jameis even said it himself. He said, if I eliminate those turnovers, I'm going to be the best. And while that may be a stretch to say he would be the best, because I don't think anyone's better than Mahomes, I don't think it's possible, But I think it's fair to say he most certainly would be elite. So I see this as an incredibly wise move for Jameis Winston to try and learn from one of the best quarterbacks of his era and one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time and hope that his play on the practice field helps him impress Sean Payton 
and helps Bacon become the uh, the the next starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. So as we all know, Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick in last week's draft. He seems to have a confident attitude and a hardworking mindset. He said, I just want to get the practice. I'm tired of all the talking. Which is something you absolutely love to see from your franchise quarterback. Some people question his arm strength, saying it's average at best. Some people question his ability to overcome deep turmoil in Cincinnati. Some even said that before the draft, Joe Burrow should pull an Eli Manning or John Elway and refuse to play for Cincinnati. Well, I'm here to tell you, things aren't as bad as they seem in Cincy. I understand the playoff win drought. I understand that the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, Joe Burrow wasn't even born yet. I understand that. But let's look at their success from the past decade. Since 2010, the Bengals have made the playoffs five times. They've also won the division title set twice since 2010. That's in a division which had Big Ben and the Steelers dominating the league and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. That was, that was the killer bees. And Joe Flacco and the Ravens, who also won a Super Bowl during that, that, during that stretch. Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals won the division twice over those teams. And despite having hard divisional matchups... They made the playoffs five times. Andy Dalton is probably never going to get a starting job again. But even though though Andy Dalton is no longer looked at as as an elite quarterback, those Bengal teams weren't chumps. They were pretty good for a solid decade there. Now this season, just look at the weapons Joe Burrow has to work with now too. A.J. Green is coming back from injury and... Honestly, if A.J. Green's healthy, when A.J. Green was in his prime, I thought he was a top three, definitely top five wide receiver when healthy easily. He made Andy Dalton look like an elite quarterback for a while. They're getting John Ross back. He's he's going to be healthy next season. He With his speed, obviously, what he run? The 4-2-2, unbelievable speed. He's going to take the top off of defenses. He also was playing well last season before he got hurt. The Bengals also drafted wide receiver T. Higgins from Clemson, who has Pro Bowl-level talent. The Bengals also have a good running game. They have Joe Mixon, who is great and dynamic at, at the running back position. The offense has some weapons for Joe Burrow. They have they have the running game, and they actually do have stability. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously I'm probably a contrarian by saying something like that, but Cincinnati has been stable. Marvin Lewis was the coach since like 2000 and he just got fired last year. In the past decade, they've had two coaches, one for nine years and one for one. So Cincinnati is stable to an extent while they may historically not be a very good franchise in recent history, they have been decent. They're stable, and they have a good running game. There's two questions now, and that is one, offensive line. The Bengals gave up the ninth most sacks last season. They also didn't draft an offensive lineman until the sixth round this season. I think that's something worth noting. 
you should have probably tried to get an offensive lineman to help Joe Burrow before the sixth round. They need to make sure that <laughs> that Joe Burrow is well protected and that he's not getting hit too much because if you look at the division, the, the AFC North, you have the Steelers defense with TJ Watt, and, and they have a great line. You have the Browns with Miles Garrett. That's another great line. And the and the, the Ravens aren't slackers on defense either. They'll hit you too. The AFC North is going to be tough on quarterbacks this season. The second question mark that Cincinnati has is Zach Taylor's coaching ability. I know absolutely nothing about Zach Taylor. He's kind of an unknown to me and most others. I could say that watching the Bengals last year, he didn't show us anything that would prove he would be a good coach. But then but then again, the team was obviously not good and not trying to win very many games. So he had that going against him as well. But I think it's fair to say it's too early to tell for Zach Taylor. But overall, Cincinnati isn't too bad of a fit for Joe Burrow. There's been a lot more dysfunctional organizations in the past decade than Cincinnati. Even look at Cleveland. Baker Mayfield will be on his fourth head coach in three seasons. The Bengals have had two head coaches in the past decade. It's not as bad of a situation as it seems for Joe Burrow. There is one pretty bad situation right now in the NFL, though. And that would be the Green Bay Packers and their situation with future Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. As we all know by now, the Packers traded up in the first round to draft Utah State quarterback Jordan Love. I said last week that if the Packers screwed up the rest of the draft on day two and three, that Aaron Rodgers should request a trade. And well, that draft was awful. Going into the draft, the Packers' two best positions were quarterback and running back, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. But their first two picks in the draft were a quarterback and a running back, two positions that they did not need. The biggest need for the Packers was wide receiver. There were 36 receivers drafted this year, which is a record, by the way. The Packers didn't draft one of them. They did not draft one wide receiver, not one. Aaron Rodgers needs to get out of Green Bay. You're the greatest quarterback in your franchise's history. And throughout your career, they only drafted one offensive player in the first round. And that's Jordan Love. That first round pick will be your replacement. That's how they treated you. A new report comes out from Bleacher Report that an AFC coach believes that the Packers drafted Jordan Love to send a message to Aaron Rodgers. That message being, We run this, not you. Many executives and coaches around the league agree with this. Are you serious? See, this this is where the Packers are going to come crashing and burning to the ground. First of all, Green Bay doesn't attract many free agents. It's not exciting. It's not attractive. Now, this is how you're going to treat your franchise quarterback the best quarterback you've ever had, your organization wasted one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, probably the most talented quarterback ever. Your organization wasted most of his prime. And now this is how you treat him? Now let's look at how other small market teams treat their franchise quarterback. The Kansas City Chiefs GM, Brett Veach, texted Patrick Mahomes before the draft. 
He asked Mahomes what he wanted to do with the Chiefs pick, the 32nd overall pick. Mahomes reportedly replied with Clyde. And what did the Chiefs do? They went and drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. That's how you get free agents to want to play in your small market city. There's no real reason for players to want to go to Green Bay. Everyone wants to be a superstar. And you aren't aren't a superstar in Green Bay. It's cold. There's not a whole lot to do. It gets really cold. Unless you're from the area, or you just really like cheese, right now there isn't a reason for free agents to go there as opposed to L.A. Or even other small markets like Kansas City who treat their star players right. Green Bay is not looking good in this situation. I think within the next few years, Aaron Rodgers should try and find his way out of Green Bay as soon as he possibly can. Going into my next topic, Baker Mayfield, he should be very happy with what his team has done for him this season. They signed Jack Conklin and drafted Jedrick Wills from Alabama to fill both tackle spots on the offensive line. Last offseason, the Browns were they were focused on getting weapons, but they sacrificed improving the offensive line. They sacrificed, they sacrificed the trench work, the dirty work of the NFL. Baker Mayfield was under too much pressure last season, and he was not looking good under pressure. And now his offensive line has improved, it looks, on paper, to be just as good as it was his rookie season. He still has Odell and Jarvis, and they also signed Austin Hooper. There are no excuses for Baker Mayfield this season. He must perform at a high level this season and show us something special like we saw in his rookie season. It's becoming more common to quickly move on from quarterbacks in the NFL today. You need to be special. Average won't cut it. Like I said earlier, Every team is in a race to find a guy like Wilson or Mahomes or Rodgers or Lamar. Take what happened to Josh Rosen, for example. He was drafted in the first round by by the Arizona Cardinals, and after one season, he was traded to Miami, and the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, number one overall. They thought Kyler Murray was special, more special than Josh Rosen. And now in his first season in Miami, they draft Tua Tagovailoa fifth overall. They thought Tua was more special than Josh Rosen. Rosen never showed us a reason to believe he was a bad quarterback, but he just wasn't anything special. He showed an average ceiling. Average doesn't cut it anymore. There's too much talent out there at the quarterback position. Too many players that are unique. And have something special about them. Derek Carr. Another quarterback. He's on the hot seat this season. It looks like for at least this year. The Raiders are committed to Derek Carr. But he's shown us nothing to believe. He's special. He's nice. He's pretty good. But not special. And in a division like the AFC West. Where you have to keep up with the best quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes. Average will not cut it. It is make-or-break season for Derek Carr, along with Baker Mayfield. There are plenty of quarterbacks on their last chance this year, too. Mitch Trubisky. 
He might not even get his last chance. He might have already gotten it. But if he does, it will definitely be his last one. Especially because now the Bears are declining his fifth-year option. His teammate, Nick Foles, is on his last chance too. Yes, he won the Super Bowl in 2017. But other than that playoff run, he hasn't been consistent over, over the course of his career. Gardner Minshew is getting his last chance to show something this season. Let's be honest. The Jaguars might have the worst roster on paper right now, especially if they trade Leonard Fournette. The Jaguars are in contention to have the number one overall pick next season. And we all know who that will be. Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. It's a no-brainer. He's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. If Gardner Minshew comes out of the gate and doesn't look good, Jacksonville will probably tank for Trevor and draft him because they know he's special. He's different. The list goes on and on. Dwayne Haskins needs to show something this year after a bad rookie season. The list can go on forever, but these are quarterbacks who I believe need to have a breakout season just to keep their job going into next year. Because most of these quarterbacks, like Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew was good last season. He was okay. He was nice. But what did he do that was special? He's undersized. He has an average arm. He was he went 500 as a starter last year, 6-6. Six and six. What did he do that was special? Dwayne Haskins. Now, Dwayne Haskins was a little bit below average last year. I will, I will say that. While some people disagree with me on that, I think Dwayne Haskins really showed absolutely no promise last season. All these quarterbacks... They're just average. And average just doesn't cut it in the NFL anymore. You need special, not average. So that's it. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you may be listening. And make sure to remember to tune in next Friday for the next episode. Thank you.